0: You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we are going to talk about the art of communicating effectively with your players. You know, communication is such an important part of coaching, and it actually has a big impact on your player's ability to retain information, to be motivated to play at a high level, and so much more. So it's an episode you definitely don't want to miss. Stay tuned. the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 103 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. How is everyone doing out there today? Hope you all are doing great. Um, it's another week, another week of, of volleyball, you know, um, we are now in our off season, so slowly getting back in the gym with uh, with our guys and potentially new recruits and just uh, players that are thinking about playing at that next level. I'm having, I'm enjoying them having having them back in our gym. I do want to apologize in advance if my voice is kind of choppy. Um, I had a my son's birthday was yesterday, and we did a we did a backyard birthday party. We invited a lot of friends and family. And when I do, um, if you guys follow my Instagram, you might have seen it on my Instagram. But when we do our, our backyard birthdays, I get I get really excited about it, and I tend to go a little off, and my wife sometimes gets mad at me for this but you know like you know if you have a backyard birthday party sometimes you might buy or rent rather you might rent a bouncy castle yeah i see i don't just want to rent one bouncy castle i want to rent a couple because you know i think sometimes you want to have one for the little kids and then one for the older kids and i mean secretly i enjoy them as well so we had like an obstacle course and we had a bouncy castle for the big kids and then we had a bouncy castle for the little kids so kind of kind of went a little off there but you know what it's all good. The kids had a great time. I'm exhausted. My voice. I'm so tired because uh, in addition to the bouncy castles, you know me, I'm all about playing games. So the theme of the birthday was uh, was carnival. So we had a lot of fun carnival games like the potato sack race and uh, the three-legged race and um, a couple other fun games. Uh, musical chairs was one of them. And and I had a I had a wireless mic, so I'm just, I'm just uh, on the mic and I'm just going. I'm screaming. I'm like, you know, like three, two, one, go! And I just, you know. Uh, just non-stop like just talking, just yelling and just telling people and motivating kids and all the parents that were participating as well. That was a lot of fun. But anyways, that, uh, I, that that's probably why my voice might be a little different or it might lose out a little bit at the end, but we'll try to we'll try to make through it. So on on today's episode, I want to talk about the art of communicating. And I don't think I've spent any time discussing the art of communicating, which is, you know, we're over 100 episodes in, and this is such an important skill for coaches. You know, our ability to communicate effectively with our players. That could be the difference uh, of your players retaining information. It could be the difference of you motivating your players to give you that little extra boost that could potentially translate to extra points or maybe a better practice session. There are so many things that go into the art of communicating that I haven't talked about. and Part of the reason I haven't talked about it was because I wasn't made aware of something until last week. So last week I was a guest on um, on another podcast. And during the podcast or closer to the end, the host told me that um, he thinks that one of my gifts is my ability to communicate, and I, I I didn't I didn't really take it seriously. I was like, well, I mean, I I, I talk a lot, I guess, because I have I have my own podcast. I'm a coach, but I didn't really think I was potentially good at it. I, I mean, I, I I didn't think it was a gift. Um, but he he said, out of all the people he's interviewed. You know, I have a way with words, and my energy and my ability to communicate has been, uh, you know, is really good. It's one of his better interviews, and I and and when I say that, please, audience, I'm not trying to sound er- there's no arrogance, and I'm not trying to you know say that I'm better than anyone else because I really don't believe that, uh, but apparently it's a skill that he believes I was really good at. So when that episode was released, other people uh, reached out to me as well. Saying that I, you know, they loved my energy. They they loved the way that I spoke, and and it got me thinking, um, because I, I I technically I speak for a living. If you think about it, I'm a teacher, I'm a, a college coach, and I'm, my entire job prefaces around the fact that I need to be a good communicator, and um, and I mean I'm the host of this podcast, and from the feedback that I've gotten over the last couple of years, it seems like you know coaches are listening, and you know they're they're taking things away, so. I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe I am a good communicator, but I think there's a reason for that, and it's because I'm intentional when I speak. I actually have—I don't want to say a system per se—but I'm very intentional when I communicate. I the way that I formulate my words, and I do, you know, it's something that I've that I've had some practice with over the course of my career. And ironically enough, when I, as a teacher, I actually teach my students. How to be better communicators, and uh, without real realizing it, I guess the way that I do it, it, it's intentional, and it makes you aware of certain things that maybe you wouldn't be aware of when you normally communicate. And you're not, you know, you're not privy to it. You don't pay attention to it. So I want to go through with you all. Um, I have twelve items, twelve items that I think are important in. Communicating, the art of communicating. I, I guess I'll, I'll call it the twelve ingredients of communicate of effective communication. Maybe that's what I'll title this episode. I'll, I'll see when I'm done recording this. And these twelve things, if you can do these twelve things effectively, then your delivery is going to be fantastic, and you're going to be able to grab your audience's attention. In your case, athletes. Or if you're, or in general, for you coaches that that have anything in your life where you have to present or you have to speak, these will all help you be better presenters, better speakers, better coaches because of it. And language and the art of communication is something that I think everyone should have the ability to do, especially in our world now where communication is so vital. So these twelve things we're gonna go over. And one another thing I just want, sorry, I'm, I'm talking a little bit before I get into it here, but. Out of these 12 things, what's interesting is three out of the 12 things is about what you say, and nine out of the 12 things is about how you say it. And I think that's an interesting point, because even if you're talking complete garbage, if you structure it and formulate it in a really, really intentional and meaningful way, it may your communication may be so effective that it doesn't matter with within reason of course okay obviously within reason so the first three things when it comes to the art of communicating or speaking rather is about what you say and that is your introduction your content and your conclusion okay so really simple if you're teaching a lesson if you're if you're teaching a skill all right make sure you introduce that skill Make sure you teach it in a step-by-step way and then conclude it all together really quickly. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about these three factors because they're kind of self-explanatory. You want to make sure that when you intro, this is kind of like your hook. I call it your hook. Your introduction is your hook. So anytime you're teaching something to your athletes, let's say you're teaching passing, make sure there's a nice creative introduction, a hook, if you will, to the skill. And one way that I do it is I say to my athletes, hey, how many of you really enjoy when someone hits the ball, when they spike it, when you get a kill, when you may potentially bounce the ball? How exciting is that? They're all going to say, yeah, absolutely. I, I love when I can do that. Well, I'm like, well, in order for us to do that, one of the most important aspects, irrespective of your technical ability to swing, is our ability to pass. We have to pass at a high level in order for us to be able to do that. Do you guys agree with that? Well, let me show you how to pass at a high level. So there's a really interesting hook introduction before I taught them the skill of passing. Okay. Now the second cue here, the second tip is content and content. I want you to understand that that is about what you say. And when you're delivering content, that's more like your lesson, your step-by-step instructions. I actually want you to keep it that way. Step-by-step instructions. Don't Talk for 20 minutes on the skill when you're teaching them. Talk specific, specific strategy. Step one, put your hands together. Step two, thumbs in. Step three, wrist down. Step four, uh, arms out in front. Like Whatever your step-by-step process is to teach a skill, that's how you want to do it. Simple, concise, to the point, in a systematic way all right? And then your conclusion is, is, is self-explanatory. What, what are you, you know, you're concluding the skill, give them a little bit of a boost at the, hey, and once you can do these step-by-step, step, uh, once you can execute these skills to be able to pass the ball, we are going to pass at a much higher level, which will, which will result in a much better offense. And there's your conclusion, very simple, okay? Now that we got the content stuff out of the way, your introduction, your content, your conclusion, now let's talk about the rest of it, the nine other factors when it comes to effective communication. And that is, the first one is projection. Projection is the way that you project your voice. Why, that's a really bad description because I used the word in the definition. Sorry, that's my daughter. Can you close the door? Thank you. So projection is your ability to have a voice that can be heard further away and can be heard very clearly. So yeah, it may sound very like obvious, but believe it or not, that's a focus that you have to be aware of. So when you're speaking in your delivery, projection kind of ties into confidence because when you're confident, you tend to project a little more. And projection, you have to make sure that everyone in the room can hear you and can hear you clearly. So make sure when you're presenting, when you're teaching, projection is a factor that you can that you consider, okay? the fifth item energy passion yes this is a big part of our job and i think this is something that I, I spent a lot of time making sure that no matter what i'm teaching no matter where i am as if i'm delivering material to anybody whether it's I'm, whether it's i'm teaching coaches i'm teaching athletes i'm presenting to a 100 a, a thousand people i'm making sure that my energy and passion is consistent from the minute i start to the minute i finish And for my listeners on the podcast here, this is one of the this is what I try to do. So when you hear me, I should, and if I'm not, I apologize, but I should have the same energy from the beginning all the way to the end. And that is consistent energy. So that helps keep your athletes, your coaches, anyone you're presenting to it, it helps them keep them engaged because you're you're firing on all cylinders no matter what point you fire it. It's not like one point is less meaningful than another because your energy remains the same. So we want to keep energy and passion. You know, for all of you coaches, you love this game. You love this game. So demonstrate that energy and passion when you're doing this. And I know it sounds kind of redundant and silly, but I can't tell you the amount of times that I've worked with coaches, that I've been in gyms, and I've heard coaches teaching And there's zero energy or passion or maybe like five out of 10. And I'm sorry, but it has to be 11 out of 10 every time you do it. And energy and passion can come in different ways. Like when I'm talking on the podcast right now, I I believe that I have energy and I have passion, but I'm not being loud. I'm not screaming. That's not the definition of energy. Energy is not the louder you are, the more energy and passion you have. You can be energetic and passionate by having a soft voice as well. But still, the audience will see that passion, and that's the importance it's for them to see that passion for the sport, that passion for the teaching that you're delivering at that moment in time, okay? So that's the fifth one. One, two, three, four. That's the fifth one. The sixth one is what I call word-phrase emphasis, okay? Let me repeat that. Word-phrase emphasis. So what this means is in the moment, whenever you're teaching something, whenever you're delivering some kind of material there are certain points in that delivery where you may have to emphasize on certain words and I do it all the time on the podcast you can tell when I'm trying to if there's an important keyword or phrase I will make my voice go a little louder or a little more stern to to get that point across so let me give you an example if we were talking about passing for example so I'll use the same step-by-step instructions that I previously mentioned in that content area so I want you to, I'm going to say it and I want you to listen to some of the words that I try to put an emphasis on. So today we're going to talk about passing and passing has very simple fundamental steps. Step one, put your hands together. Step two, thumbs down. Step three, wrist down. Step four, separation from body or arms out. Okay, So you see how I, I put an emphasis on certain words and phrases when I do that, because those are the phrases and the words that I want my audience to pick up on. I want them to have that, like to remember that that's cue. Because believe it or not, when you leave a lesson or, or anyone listening to this, when you guys listen to a presentation, I can almost guarantee there are certain moments in that presentation that you'll remember, and some of them will be obviously because of content and the validity and the emotional aspect of certain areas. But some of them will also be because of the word phrase emphasis that the presenter used at that moment in time to put an emphasis on that word. And in my example I just gave, I I emphasized the word passing, I emphasized the word steps, I emphasized the word uh, you know thumbs down, wrist down. Okay, things like that, those are what I emphasize the words of. So, you know, really th- simple things like that, that I think will help in your delivery and your communication without a doubt. All right, what is that? One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The seventh factor for effective communication is pace. Now, with pace, we don't want it to be too fast, which I'm guilty of in some cases because when I get really excited about something, I tend to speed up my pace quite a bit. Uh, now i try to make it intentional where i speed it up to a point where it has a purpose you know so if i'm talking really fast about a certain point it's because there's a there's a purpose behind that however i am do i am guilty of speeding things up when they shouldn't be sped up but pace is very important so again what that means is are you are you speaking too slow are you speaking too fast or are you or are you speaking like you know at a decent speed where people can retain what you're saying. And that doesn't mean you go at the same pace the entire presentation because I don't do that. And a lot of fantastic speakers don't do that. But are you speaking at a consistent pace where it's faster when it needs to be, slower when it needs to be, and neutral when it needs to be as well? And a pace where your audience, your athletes, can definitely follow along. That's what you want. They have to be able to follow along, and it can't be too fast where they say, "Wait a minute, what did he say?" You know it has to be clear, concise and at a good pace where and pace is one of those things where it can help it can actually help keep your audience engaged, because at some moments where you should speed up that pace to you know kind of get them back in, wheel them back in a little bit if you need to, then it's a great strategy to use in your speaking. So pace, is important. Not too fast, not too slow. Good neutral, but also can you know contributing to that. You want to have some moments of a little bit of an increase in speed, and some moments where you slow things down when you want to emphasize on certain things. And I do that quite a bit in the podcast, and I'm sure you can you can listen and see what what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So eight. Pronunciation. I mean, I don't think I need to spend too much time on that. Uh, and also, this comes with. Your pace and your projection as well, but more so when you are speaking faster. Now, not intentionally. When you're speaking faster without a purpose, pronunciation tends to um, be a little volatile. Here, you got to be careful. Now, I myself am guilty of this because, and you for sure heard me on the pod uh, mispronounce certain words. I think I've done it a, a good amount of times. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think I've done it a good amount of times, where I'll I maybe slur a word at the end because. My, I, I sped up my pace a little too much that I shouldn't have. and then um, you know, I, uh, I, I screw up my pronunciation at the end. it happens. But pronunciation is absolutely uh, something that you should focus on as well. And again, that comes with controlling your pace so that you can speak very clearly and your, your words you can enunciate your words in, in a more you know effective manner, okay? The next one, this is what, it's nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. The ninth factor in effective communication is flow of text. Now, flow of text is, what, let, let's talk about what I mean of flow of text, so we understand what pace is. Flow of text is when you're speaking choppy. That's the best way I can describe it. Now, let me give you an example. So the way I'm speaking right now is my flow of text is, is I, I do have a flow in all the words that are coming out of my mouth. However, if I sounded like this, see how my text was choppy, there was no flow in the way that I was speaking. it was uh, very choppy uh, I think I had, you see so I'm th- my, my, my flow is off and that also it also messes up your pace as well. So when it comes to effective communication, we want to make sure that our flow is not choppy. it has sorry that's my daughter again. So we want to make sure that our flow is in a way where it's our, our language is being delivered without much unnecessary stoppage in the middle of those texts. And that's the key. And flow and pace kind of go hand in hand because if your pace is off, then by default, the flow of your text will also suffer. So we got to make sure that when we, and this is kind of why I always tell anyone that I speak to really, think before you speak because... If you're just speaking randomly, then chances are your pace and your flow of text will be off. But if you can articulate really well, you know the thoughts in your head by thinking just a little bit before you speak, then your flow of text will probably be much better, and that will also help your pace. Okay, so no choppiness in your in your speech. Just have a nice, clear flow of text. All right. Now the uh, the ninth one or tenth one rather, right? One. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth. 10th, yes. The 10th factor in effective communication is eye contact. Now, I think that goes without saying and many of you probably already know this. Uh, a couple of things that I will make you aware of eye contact is when you are speaking to a large group, make sure that you're actually looking at everyone. You know, move your head from one side of the room to the other. When you're speaking to athletes, make eye contact with all of them if you can. One, a couple of mistakes I see coaches make, or anybody in general, when it comes to eye contact, is they will look at either one person directly or one area of the group directly, and not move their, health, their head rather in other areas. I've seen some people just look at the ceiling a lot; like they'll they'll look at the ceiling um, a little too much than they should. Um, i've seen a lot of people close their eyes to when, when they're speaking and then open them like periodically they'll close their eyes and open them um, i've seen things like that uh, i've also seen people look at the back of the room instead of looking at their audience i also seen people look down a little too much instead of looking at the audience so eye contact is really important and i know it's it, a lot of it deals with fear of speaking and i understand that but it's still something that we have to improve as coaches so when you're making eye contact the key here is making sure that you're looking at every you're surveying your entire audience If you have a team of 12 players you're making eye contact with all 12 players in the middle of your presentation your speech your lesson you're not just fixated on one person or a small group of people or an area of the group you want to make sure that you're making eye contact with everyone so just be aware of that okay the 11th factor in effective communication is body language. Yes, body language is a vital point. Like we have to, you know, body language just means basically gestures. How are we using our hands, our feet, our body to help our communication? communication is verbal predominantly yes it's the words that are coming out of our mouths but we can use our hands and our body to put an emphasis on certain words to make certain words come out to to really engage the audience body language is a lot about engagement and we want to make sure we're doing that so here's some things that i think are important to make sure that well one you're doing and two you're not doing so we don't want to walk up and down at a fast pace So if you're in a gym, if you're on stage, if you're anywhere, there is absolutely uh, value in walking around while you're speaking. I believe in that, but you have to do it with a purpose. Walking up and down at a very fast pace does not serve a purpose. It's kind of distracting in a lot of cases. Now, you want to walk with a purpose, so if you're moving from one side to another to talk to different groups and make making sure your eye contact is with different groups, then yeah, absolutely, that's fantastic, and you want to continue doing that but it has to be with a purpose. When you use your hands, hands are the easiest ones to do because it's very natural. So when you're speaking, you're using your hands, you're you're pointing, you know. You're doing things like that that that, that are that's really good. So that's what I would say like, you know, use your hands quite a bit. Um you know, walk around a little bit so it, it's more natural. It feels more homely when you're speaking to them. Um and and things like that will definitely definitely help, okay? The last factor uh in effective communication, is fillers. And fillers are things we want to avoid. I am 100% guilty of using fillers, especially in this podcast, especially in this podcast. A filler is a word that you use in there to fill up space, time, before you transition to another word or another thought. And fillers are things like um, like, ah, uh, you know, when you, you know, that, there you go, there's another one, you know, so in the middle of your speech, uh, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you an example here, if I'm talking to you and I'm saying this is like, um, I'm thinking about an idea like this one, like that one, um, here, um, you know, these unnecessary words that really don't serve a purpose instead of pausing and helping you get your thoughts back together, sure, but we want to avoid fillers as much possible, and you know what's funny? Uh, it's very evident when people do a lot like see there, like you know, like um actually at that time i might have used liked in the right context but when you're speaking to I and mean, you guys know this how many times have you spoken to someone where they say like after every word you know like oh, i was doing this like that like it's just a habit it's a bad habit but it's a habit and it takes practice to get out of that habit okay so avoid fillers as much as you can and your language, your, your ability to communicate will be that much stronger. All right. So let's quickly review the 12 factors that we did. And I want to give you a couple bonus strategies as well that has really helped me in my ability to communicate. So intro, content, conclusion. Those are your first three. Those are the what, not the how, not the how you said it. This is the what you said. Okay. Then we have projection, making sure you can be heard. Energy. Man, make sure you have that energy and passion. Energy and passion are important. Word phrase emphasis. Make sure you're emphasizing on certain words that are, that have importance or is or phrases that are important. Pace. Make sure you have pace with a purpose. Sometimes you can go faster. Sometimes you can go slower. But make sure it's not too fast and not too slow and it's understandable. It's with a purpose. It's when you're making yourself clear. People can still follow what you're saying, all right? Pronunciation, it goes without saying, and that comes, again, if you're talking too fast, you may not pronounce all the words that you want it to say properly. Flow of text, we don't want it to be choppy. We want to have a nice flow to our language, okay, very nice and, and concise. The speed is good, also with pace there, but we do not want to sound like this. And that kind of deal comes with thinking, thinking about you're saying before you actually say it eye contact make sure you're looking at everyone not at the ceiling not at the ground not at one person not at a specific area everyone make sure you're having eye contact with everyone okay body language arms and hands are the best things to do they're very simple they're very natural but we can also walk around the stage or the gym as well if you need to don't uh walk fast like don't pace i guess you want don't pace back and forth you want to make sure that it's uh, walking with a purpose, very common collective, okay? And the fillers, the last one is fillers, making sure um, like, uh, eh, uh, and uh, stuttering comes with, with that too. Like when people tend to use fillers, stuttering also, and actually stuttering comes with pace and flow of text as well. But when we stutter, we tend to mess up our pace and our flow of text. So stuttering is something you want to definitely avoid. All right. The, um, I think a couple bonus ones. See, I said it there. The, um, see, even me, like it's crazy. And when I, when I go back and I listen to myself speak sometimes, it's unbelievable the amount of fillers that I use, which is ridiculous. But yeah. So the two things that I will say, I'll add two more things. That's going to definitely help you in your communication. The first is have a conversation with your audience. So here's how I can put this into perspective for you. When you're listening to me on this podcast, Does it sound like I'm trying to have a conversation with you? Because that's really entirely what I'm trying to make it be. And I think when you are trying to have a conversation with the audience, there's a big difference in your delivery and your audience's ability to be engaged, believe it or not. So the difference between having a conversation, so there's a difference here that I want to distinguish. Having a conversation with your audience versus speaking to your audience it's a big difference there. So let me give you an example. So I was talking about passing, okay? Same thing. This is me presenting this information. Passing is an important skill in our game. We need to be able to pass in order to run an effective offense. The stages of passing or the steps of passing is step 1, put your hands together. Step 2, thumbs in. Step 3, wrist down. Okay, let me stop right there. That is a presentation. And that's, that's, that's fine. There's a lot of great presentations like that. But I want you to have a conversation. And a conversation is a bit more powerful when you're having it. So here's a way that we can have a conversation. So athletes, in our, in our gym, how many of you can agree that passing is going to lead to a set, which is going to lead to a hit? Absolutely. We can all agree there. Now, how dude, you guys, you guys like hitting? Absolutely. You guys like hitting. And the only way we can get the opportunity to hit is if we're able to pass. So I want to show you how we can pass effectively. We can pass at a high level. So here's what I want you all to do. Put your hands together. I want you to put your thumbs down and then put your wrist down. And what you're going to see is that, so do you see the difference in delivery there? I was having a conversation with you as I taught you the steps to passing, as I went over the intro and I started beginning to talk about the content. That is a very, very big difference in effective communication. I wholeheartedly believe that. And I've looked, I look at the some of the best speakers in the world, and when I hear the best speakers in the world Talk and present in front of a large audience, they're having a conversation with that audience. They're not speaking to them, but rather speaking with them. Even though they're not responding back, like you guys are not responding back in this podcast episode, but I'm having a conversation with you and I'm teaching you something as well. So we can definitely do both. And your communication is going to be so much more effective because of that. That is something I can guarantee. Because from what I've been told, Uh, I, I am a, I'm a, you know, a decent presenter. I have a lot of energy when I present and people are, are engaged and listening. And I think the part, part of the reason why I'm able to do this is because of this, this idea of having a conversation with my audience. Okay. The second last thing or the second thing or the last thing rather that I want to leave you with in terms of communicating, um, see there, I lost my train of thought because I didn't think about it and I go, ah, but the last thing I want to leave you with is let's get better at communication. And now that you're aware of the factors of great communication, the art of delivering fantastic communication, I want you to practice, okay? So on a, in, inside Digital Volleyball Academy, I'm actually going to be doing something like this. Well, one of my plans is to do activities where we practice these skills so that we can get better at it. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're part of DVA, uh, know that that's going to be coming because I think it's a really important skill that we're going to have to practice. And by the way, if you're not in DVA and you'd like to be, just go over, go over to digitalvolleyballacademy.com and put your name in that, in that information box under the wait list and I'll definitely be able to reach out to you. And if you don't know what Digital Volleyball Academy is, um, it's my signature membership where I get to work with coaches all around the world. I get to help them. I get to teach them how to build a championship volleyball program through my trainings. Uh, we jump on coaching calls twice a month where I, I do Q&A and live trainings. They get access to all my resources. They get to see behind the scenes to what we do in our college gym. It's a lot of fun. Um, and they get access to our amazing community of volleyball coaches. So if you're interested in DVA, go to digital I'll also put in the show notes um, so you can go find more info. But Um, I I lost my train of thought there, but yeah, we're going to be doing that in DVA. And one of the things that is really good is present, record it and listen to it. So all of you that are listening to this are volleyball coaches and you are all in a gym teaching your athletes. I really recommend you record one of those sessions, just one, and then come back to this episode and grade yourself on the 12 factors that we talked about for the art of communication. Think about that. I want you to look at yourself and you can rate yourself on a five point scale. Now by the way, um, members in DVA, I'm gonna actually put this evaluation that I I do myself in here, so you can just take it and and grade yourself. And grade yourself. See how well your introduction, your content, your conclusion, your projection, your energy Your word phrase emphasis, your pace, your pronunciation, your flow of text, eye contact, body language, fillers, and check them out, see how well you're doing on them. And that's one of the best ways you can improve your communication. I I know it sounds weird, but I listen to all my podcast episodes. I actually do, because I wanna hear how I sound. I wanna see if my energy is dropping off at any point in the episode. I wanna see if I'm slurring words, which I do, and it's really annoying when I hear it. I get so mad at myself. So my 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 biggest flaws in communication is fillers, body language you can't see over a uh, body language eye contact and certain things you can't see or or you can't see over a podcast episode. But my uh, issue is fillers and pronunciation. Everything else I think I I'm I'm pretty decent at and I'm continuing to get better at. But my worst things by far are fillers. And flow, uh, not flow, but pronunciation, which can somewhat tie into flow of text, I guess. But those are my biggest things that I gotta really, really uh, work on. So that's my advice to you: film yourself, you know, listen to yourself, and then go back and assess yourself. And that is how you're gonna become a better presenter. And it's great because you're gonna get to see where you are at the beginning, and a lot of you are. A a lot of you, it's gonna be a wake up call. A lot of you're gonna be like, "Wow, I, I am really not a great presenter." And I'm not trying to bash you, by the way. You, you Maybe you are. Maybe a lot of you are great presenters. But maybe a lot of you aren't. And this is going to be a nice way of assessing. You know, remember remember, I talked about this? You can't grow what you can't measure. I, I take that to heart, by the way. So that's why I'm saying grade yourself. Because then you can measure and become that ultimate presenter, that ultimate speaker. And your athletes will be able to be more engaged and take way more away from you than they ever have because of it. All right? So that's my... um. That's my lesson for today. Uh, I I apologize. I should have probably done this episode years ago because our job is all communication, and we gotta put we gotta spend time communicating. All right. So, anyways, that's it for me. If you have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out via Instagram. Follow me on the gram, Brian Singh underscore Coach B. That's Brian Singh underscore Coach B. Reach out. I love hearing from my listeners. All right. So that's it for me. I will see you next week. On another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Take care. All right, cue the music. Look. Are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training, and instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days? When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out coachbtraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.